Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Now on this episode, I have the second part of a two-part interview that I did with legendary singer-songwriter Pat Terry. We began on our previous episode with Pat's formative years in Smyrna, Georgia, where down-home gospel country music was the language of the land, or as he aptly put it, the song of the South. On this episode, I'll explore the ending of the Pat Terry Group, the beginning of his solo career, Pat's work as a songwriter for other artists, and finally, what he's up to today. To begin, I discussed the last Pat Terry Group album, Heaven Ain't All There Is. Here's Pat talking about the title track and how he was progressing as a gifted songwriter at the time. This is Full Circle. We did an album called Heaven Ain't All There Is, which um, that song is on that album, and, and it's probably my favorite song on that record. It's um, I became very aware, though, as, as I started to, to write more songs and be more thoughtful creatively I hope and matured started maturing some as a Christian that um, you know a lot of emphasis in the evangelical community and winning people to Christ and finding that that sal- that salvation and, and that the doorway that Christ has given us to enter heaven that's that's such a huge thing but it's not that's really not the entire Christian life as I said in my song heaven ain't all there is there's 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 that daily connection that that you have with all these aspects of your life, and our faith should come to bear on those things. Uh, religion, for the sake of religion, is pretty meaningless. But a relationship with with uh, Christ that affects how you live and affects the way you view whether you're an, an artist or a writer or a pipe fitter or whatever it's like our faith should should make a difference in our everyday lives and that's that's what i was uh, uh, moving more and more towards in my writing moving away from the country leanings of his previous efforts to a more jazzy pop sound reminiscent of steely dan here's the pat terry group looking back to 1979 with heaven ain't all there is yesterday i found myself a thing about the way that heaven's gonna be No, it's hard to think of much that's grander Know that God has so much more for me Heaven ain't all there is Faith is a ship on a rolling sea Taking its place never seen before Show the thing of the blessing we receive. The closer 
till we get to unlocking the kingdom's doors. I've often said that I just can't understand it. How a man's content to warm the view. Though I wait in sweet anticipation. Doesn't mean that there ain't a lot to do. Heaven ain't all there is. Faith is a ship on a rolling sea. Taking us places we've never seen before. Yes, and the sooner we leave the shore, the bigger the blessing we receive. The closer we get to unlocking the kingdom's door. so clear to me though it took a while to understand it that heaven's beauty wouldn't be all it could be if i had to go there empty-handed oh yes sure as i'm alive there is a city no one needs a lamp to light the way while I'm waiting around to see that glory Wanna know my promise for today Heaven ain't all there is Faith is a ship on a rolling sea Taking us places we've never seen before The sooner we leave the shore The bigger the blessing we receive The closer we get to unlocking the kingdom's doors a ship on a rolling sea taking us places we've never seen before and you should know that by now heaven ain't all there is the pat terry group kicking off part two of our interview with pat discussing the past present and future of his long career as a singer songwriter Now, Pat has also been blessed to have a number of other artists record his songs, including most famously B.J. Thomas, as well as Evie Tornquist, The Hope of Glory, Mylon Lefebvre, Wes King, numerous country singers, and most unusual of all, Paul Kupek, former lead singer for the Christian punk group One Bad Pig. Another early group that was influenced by Pat's writing was called Dove, made up of Pat's bandmates, Randy Bug and Sonny Lauderstead, along with Bob Farrell and Mary Malden, who sings lead on this feature cut. Looking back to 1974, from the album Dove 2, this is Pat Terry's composition, Seen It Now. I had never seen the Son of God the way
The group Dove, doing a Pat Terry composition called Seen It Now, which the band also covered on their 1973 debut custom project and a redone version with some lush synthesizer parts on the Best Of collection called Final Vinyl. Here's our special guest, Pat Terry, who gives us some insight on how he came to write the ballad with a hymn-like quality to it called Enduring Love. There's another song on, on the album Heaven Ain't All There Is called Enduring Love, which um, I still really love. It's the only song I've written that I think of as a hymn. And um, we had had played out at Baylor University um, in Texas, and um, they had um, an exhibition there of uh, some manuscripts from hymn writers. And, and just some of the hymns that you were so familiar with that you had sung every day in church, they had the original manuscripts of some of those. And I sat there and I looked at those and I thought, what a beautiful thing that these songs, you know, they weren't written in a boardroom of some publishing company where the publisher said, hey, write me a bunch of new worship songs today. Sometimes that happens these days. These songs were written by real people who were writing from their heart and their their experience, their depth of experience. And I and I thought about my own experience growing up in a church, worshiping through those songs. And I thought, you know, I'd love to write something that felt like a hymn. So um, I wrote this song, "Enduring Love," and um, and it actually uh, was released as a 
an octavo that churches could sing in their services, and it, it meant a lot to me that, that that song found a life out there, you know. I put my faith in faithless charms and fled my father's sheltering arms. How soon I fell and lost my way apart from his matchless love. what it's all about. God's Enduring Love. The Pat Terry Group on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Next, a tender song from Pat about a real girl named Iris. Now, when most songs are written with a girl's name in the title, the songwriter will generally change the name for different reasons. But in this instance, Pat was a very young composer when he wrote the song and He didn't even bother to change the name. 
He tells us more about this fan favorite that was a staple during his live concerts with the trio. There's a song on the, the, the last album that Pat Terry Group did before we disbanded in 1979, the latter part of 79, was an album called Final Vinyl. We were still making vinyl records back then, of course. <laughs> There's a song on it called Iris, and that song actually was recorded on our very first album uh, that uh, was just our little custom album. It was written around 1972 or three, and um, I had worked at a vacation Bible school at my church, and there was a little girl that I met there that became a Christian that week. Just a really, you know, she's probably seven or eight years old. She accepted Christ that week. And I wrote this song about her and for her. And through the years, we played it at almost every concert we played. But it had never been on an album that had been released nationally. So we put it on final vinyl, our final record. And interestingly enough, uh, just just two or three years ago, I was uh, playing at a uh, songwriter's uh, the, the listening room in Atlanta called The Swallow at the Hollow. And um, I, I played my set, and when I finished that night, a young lady walked up to me, and uh, she said, Hi, Pat. You don't really know me, do you? And I looked at her, and, you know, she was a lovely young girl, but a young lady in her, you know, late 20s, I guess, or early 30s. And uh, I said, no, I'm sorry, have we met? And she said, I'm Iris. And it was really great meeting her and seeing that after all these years that um, she had really blossomed as a person and, uh, and was still following her faith. And what a great thing to see that come back full circle after all these years. Iris is a little one Eyes as brown as autumn Everyone is sure of Iris love And Iris is a lady Of the highest order Smiles and laughs Fit her like a glove He found Iris She found me We love Jesus Now we springtime Kittens with long whiskers Iris has a Bible of her own And Iris has a Savior Clad in robes of righteousness and Iris sit beside his throne He found Iris 
Terry Group from their 1980 LP entitled Final Vinyl with a song called Iris. Originally released on this custom album back in 1973, this version displayed better production quality in the overall sound of the track. Now I've been featuring the life and legacy of Pat Terry. Pat talks about his first meeting with the late Mark Hurd. Well, Mark Mark Hurd was was um, I consider Mark my best friend uh, during that era, uh, especially. And um, uh, Mark grew up in Macon, Georgia, not too far from where I grew up. We met at a uh, a church Valentine banquet where the Pat Terry group was playing, and Mark was there with a group that he was a member of from the University of Georgia, and they opened the concert that night. And we really hit it off from the get-go and uh, just started whenever I was home and, and had some time, I would go to Athens and, and stay with Mark in his um, dorm uh, you know, apartment there with, the, with his roommates. And we would, when he wasn't in class, we'd be hanging out uh, recording and writing songs and just being generally nuts, you know. But we, we, got, we connected on a lot of levels. I was frustrated with 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 the, the music industry at that time because I, I I felt like the companies had found ways to market Christian music that pretty much marginalized the Christian experience and it kind of boiled it down to a few perspectives and and things that were easily marketed but I didn't feel like necessarily reflected what the real Christian experience was about 
And there were songs that I felt like that I wanted to write that, that didn't fit in that format, but yet for me were very valid. And, and, and whether they were uh, gospel songs or more just country songs, or, or they, they, they still were expressions of my faith. They were, you know, my faith was the catalyst behind my writing, regardless of what kind of song I was writing. Uh, but there didn't seem to be much room for that in Christian music in those days. Um, and still today, there's, there's lots of limitations uh, on that kind of thing. Speaking of the Pat Terry Mark Hurd connection, here's a song from Pat's first solo record in which Mark's influence can be heard all over the place, mainly due to the fact that he co-produced it with Pat and is credited for playing electric guitar, bass guitar, background vocals, hand claps, and dancing on several of the tracks. He was working on his own album, Victims of the Age, and his guitar work can easily be identified on this feature track called Too Many Voices, if you were to compare both recordings. In the liner notes to the album, he explains where this song came from. That song was written on the plane on the way to Los Angeles to record the album. Just an observation of the fact that Sometimes it is hard to know what direction to take in life because there are so many people coming on with so much authority and their opinions are often conflicting, even on the interpretation of Scripture. So it's really tough to sort out the truth sometimes. So with a more grittier and twangier tone than his previous work, Pat Terry from the 1982 Murr release, Humanity Gangsters and too many voices.
It's true. There are really too many voices. And we'd be better off just listening to one. The Voice of the Shepherd. I'll be back in a few moments with more of my special interview with Pat Terry on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now, if you've been listening to this radio show from time to time, you know that I'm trying to play all of the classics I can possibly get on an hour's radio show, along with interviews from some of the artists who are still around from way back when. If you'd like to write and suggest to us some of the songs you'd like to hear again, or an artist you'd like to hear us interview, send me a note at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, if you enjoy this kind of music, you might want to go back and listen to some of my past broadcasts in my archives at my website. As a matter of fact, if you go to this website, you'll find just about any information you want about Full Circle Jesus Music. And that's really how you find me. www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com A radio show that's supported through the prayers and financial giving of my listeners. And thanks so much. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Hi, this is Pat Terry. You're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, taking you back to where it all began. Welcome back. This is Jerry Bryant, and I've been exploring the career of my special guest, Pat Terry, on this episode of Full Circle, through both interview and song. Now, here I catch up with him as his time with his bandmates, Randy Bug and Sonny Lauderstead, was over. And he moved on to do solo work that was just a bit different than what he'd been doing up to that point. He talks about the struggles of starting over and the help of an old friend that carried him through this transitional period in his life. I started writing some songs, but I felt really at loose ends. I was, like, I was emotionally exhausted putting out through the years so much for so long, being conflicted about some elements of it. And Mark, uh, by this time, was living in, in California, and he was working uh, with Larry Norman and his label. And Mark was back home visiting some family, and uh, he came by the house, and I just kind of poured out to him the struggles I was having, the things I was thinking about. And he said, well, play me some songs. And I played him a few of the new things I wrote. And he said, this is every bit as valid as as anything else you've ever written. You need to be doing this. You need to follow your heart and be doing what you believe God's leading you to do right now. And that was such an encouragement to me because, frankly, I'd had a lot of discouragement from from other, other Christians during that period. You know, it's like, how could you break up the Pat Terry group? I mean... Y'all were playing for so many people, and you seemed to be influencing so many people, and God was using you in this. You know, all of a sudden, you just pull the plug on it, and and um, it was a difficult time. Mark was the one voice that said, no, if this is where you feel like you should be going, you'd be, you'd be wrong to do otherwise. And uh, so he said, if you decide you would like to make a record, I'll make it with you, and uh, we'll do it together, and it'll be fun, and so I talked to Word, and uh, my deal was up with them for Pat Terry Group, but I said, you know, I'm still interested in making some records. And they said, well, 
okay, let's do it. So they signed me for a little solo thing. And I went out to L.A. and made three albums with Mark. And they, they were very different. They, they, um, you can hear a lot of angst in that music. You can hear subject matter that, uh, when I hear it, I can hear that some of the subject matter had been repressed a while. And now it was really just coming out. A lot of emotion in it. Um, uh, more rock-oriented. Uh, Pat Terry Group was very acoustic, and I loved all that. But I'll say, you know, I grew up playing rock and roll bands, and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of explore some of that. So it's it's uh, edgier and more rock-oriented. All three of those albums were just such great experiences, uh, partly because working with Mark was, was such a, a, a great thing. He was an encourager and good friend. With a song that was written by both Mark Hurd and Pat Terry, and Pat lending a hand on acoustic guitar. Threw it away from his 1984 release, Ashes and Light. And threw it away. A song composed with the help of my special guest, Pat Terry. Interestingly, this blues-infused song was covered by Glenn Kaiser on his album, Slow Burn. 
His version of the song was, as the title suggested, a more traditional, slower, muddy waters feel to it than Mark's rock-influenced original. Now, Pat Terry was greatly influenced not just by the music of the late Mark Hurd, but by him as a person of great insight into the purpose and creation of their common art form. Pat shared more of his memories of Mark and what he meant to him. What I shared with Mark as, as my friend was, like any good friend, you could share your deepest feelings about issues and you could reveal your shortcomings and they still were your friend. And uh, Mark also had a vision for what music should be and what artistry was about that was inspiring to a lot of us. And he was an encourager to a lot of us, to, to people like me and to, to Terry Taylor and those guys who were doing their thing, even though, you know, um, I mean, Terry and them had their own thing long before Mark, of course, but, but I'm just saying that Mark was, was the guy that kind of made everybody feel like, oh yeah, man, we're, we're all in this together. And Mark was, um, he was that for us. I think. So when he passed away, it really was kind of like the death of something that uh, had been a source of your, your energy and your, your heart. Uh, a lot of Mark's friends came together for the funeral down in Macon. And, and uh, it was a very moving time when you, when you saw all the guys that were there that he had really so encouraged and, and so affected and uh, we were there to, to say our goodbyes and send him on. We have a hope, of course, and thankful that uh, heaven awaits those whose faith are in Christ. And so there was joy knowing there was release for him and, and all that. But uh, still, I still miss him every day. Pat wrote a song on his first solo album called Nothing I Say, gleaned from the many discussions that Mark and him had together. In the liner notes on the album, Pat had this to say about the song that might seem on the surface to be a pretty negative approach to what he does. He wrote, Oh, I don't see it as negative at all, actually. I think I just wanted to strip bare some of the idealism that I'd fallen into in the past and just try to be more honest about the nature of what I do as a concert artist. I certainly don't have some prophetic word from God to tell my audiences every night. Those things have been written in the Bible for us all to read and apply. My weaknesses are like everyone else's, and no amount of sermonizing on my part will change that fact. It's actually quite liberating for me to say that. From his album, Humanity Gangsters, with Mark Hurd on bass guitar and background vocals, Pat Terry, and Nothing to Say. Tell you 
Hi, this is Pat Terry from the Pat Terry Group. You're listening to the classics on Full Circle Jesus Music with Jerry Bryan. This is Jerry Bryan, and you're listening to the second episode of Full Circle, featuring a special interview with Pat Terry and remembering some of his most prolific songs. After three solo albums with Myrrh, Pat decided to take a a more behind-the-scenes approach to his art and get away from the spotlight. So, in 1985, he left the rigors of the road behind and started writing for a diverse list of country and gospel artists including Travis Tritt, Tanya Tucker, Kenny Chesney, Alan Jackson, John Anderson, Confederate Railroad, Tracy Bird, the Oak Ridge Boys, and the Gaither Vocal Band, just to name a few. After 25 years, without a recording of his own to speak of, Pat finally laid down some tracks. And believe it or not, after all those years, he still had it in his bones. Kind of like riding a bike. Once you learn, you never forget. Pat talks about the transition he made as well as his new album. From about 1986 to just more recent days, I basically have, have been sitting in rooms either by myself or with some other writers writing songs for other people to record. At the end of my uh, experience doing my solo albums, I really felt like I had said what I wanted to say with those albums. Uh, I didn't really sense that there was a place for me in Christian music at that point. And, uh, but yet my heart 
was still there was still music there, and I wanted to be able to express it. And uh, songwriting's always been my first love. So I've spent all these years writing in Nashville, and been fortunate to have a, a lot of artists record my songs. But through the years, I always I always had friends saying, "Well, aren't you going to make another record? When when are you going to make a record?" And I'd always go, "Well, yeah, I, I, I think I will. I just you know." Uh, I started work on on it a couple of years before I actually finished it because I was just I would just do a little along, you know. I would record a thing here or there, and I think, yeah, that's I like that. That'll go on my album. And uh, finally, uh, one of my friends sat me down and said, "You know, you can do this a little along for a long time and never release an album. Why don't you decide to finish this record?" And he really got on my case. And I got emails from him about once every week and a half saying, how's it going? You know, he was going to make sure I didn't quit until I finished the album. And once I really, uh, I stopped doing everything else. I stopped writing and I just um, got into doing this album. And so I've released it uh, just just really on my own website. It's not on a label. It's not nationally distributed, distributed except that you can find it on my website or you can download it and songs on this album are just the songs that I've accumulated through the years that I personally cared about, that I loved personally. And um, one or two of them are songs that some other artists have, have recorded. These are my versions of it. But uh, some of them are, are the things that, that I care about. And when I go out and play live now, I play these songs. Full Circle. Full Circle. And one of the songs on the new album has an intriguing title that, well, it just caught my attention, so I had to ask Pat about it. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, the song, If Jesus Was Like Me, uh, it's, you know, you never know where songs come from. This is one of those that if you ask me where this idea, idea came from, I really cannot even tell you. I sat down one afternoon, and I started, uh, if you listen to the song, you'll hear me playing just an opening chord, just strumming along. And the first thing that popped out of my mouth was, if Jesus was like me. And I thought, hmm, I wonder what that means. And I started exploring that idea of, wow, well, what if Jesus was like me? We, we always think about, um, you know, I'd like to be more like Jesus. But what if Jesus was like me? You know, and um, the song speaks for itself. But, uh, it is one of my favorite songs on the album. If Jesus was like me He'd seem like an alright guy Till the first time he heals someone Or turns some water into wine Then he'd talk too much And act way too proud They'd say, there goes that Jesus again Running off his mouth how sad would that be If Jesus was like me If Jesus was like me He'd be all merciful and meek Till the first time you made like Judas And kissed him on the cheek Then he'd act all hurt Point out all your sins And when you ask Would he forgive you He'd say Well that all depends 
How hopeless would we all be If Jesus was like me If Jesus was like me He'd mean well But he might not follow through When you needed him to If Jesus was like closest friend till the first time they nailed him to a cross for all your sin then he pulled the shades take your number off his phone and let you pound all night on heaven's gate while he pretends he isn't home how lost would we all be There's a thought. I think I've still got some changing to do. Hmm. If Jesus was like me, Pat Terry. From his new album called Laugh for a Million Years. Well, we have time for one more song. But first, let me give you my email address and website one more time in case you'd like to listen to this particular episode again. All you'd have to do is simply go to www. FullCircleJesusMusic.com That's FullCircleJesusMusic.com And while you're there, feel free to explore. You'll find links to the artist, pictures, a place for your comments and requests, using my email address, even a place to share your financial support for the show, using electronic banking or snail mail. And if you'd like to listen to a past episode free, the link called Playlist will take you to our extensive archives. Enjoy, and drop me a note this week and tell me what you found. This is Jerry Bryant, and I thought I'd close out this episode with the title track from the 2009 release, Laugh for a Million Years. But before I do that, here's Pat one last time to talk about the song and how you can get in touch with him. The album is called Laugh for a Million Years. And by the way, that, that song was written in tribute to Mark Hurd and was sung at his um, uh, memorial service in Nashville uh, after he passed away. And I included it on this album as kind of a tribute to him. Uh, but um, it's available at my website, which is www.patterryonline.com. Uh, and there's also, folks will, will, might enjoy, if you are fans of Pat Terry Group, uh, there's a lot of photos and stuff from that era that you might enjoy seeing. 
and uh, and then of course all my more recent things and information on what I'm up to, concert dates, and all that kind of thing. So I hope folks will drop by. It's a crazy world that slaps your hand for dreaming big, taking grand and glorious stands. Tonight we're set. One day we'll all understand And we'll laugh for a million years Well, have you heard the one About the crazy kid Who tried to go to heaven Like Elijah did Made a flaming chariot out of two by fours. An old helicopter rotor, an electric motor, and a long extension cord. He plugged it in, turned it on. There was a sound like thunder, and the kid was gone. His mama cried when she heard the news. His daddy got the electric bill and went straight through the roof It's a crazy world that slaps your hand For dreaming big, taking grand and glorious stands Life is sad, one day we'll all understand We'll laugh for a minute His chariot ride Became a TV movie Put together by some Hollywood types They showed the early years The late ones too Between advertisements for Pepsi Cola and Crazy Glue The legend grew The ratings soared All the network executives were floored. Ah, they loved the kid. Their hearts were touched. They never dreamed he was worth so much. It's a crazy world that slaps your hand for dreaming big, taking grand and glorious day. Life we're sad. One day we'll all understand We'll laugh for a million years Oh yeah Oh 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 Last Sunday night I dialed the phone in hopes I'd dream the whole dang thing and the kid was home. The number rang, and then it rang again. A machine came on, said there ain't no phones in Glory Land. 
So I'm sitting here with these two by four, an old helicopter rotor, electric motor, and a long extension cord. And I'm trying to figure out how to pull this off for the crazy kid and the dreams he tried to keep alive. It's a crazy world that slaps your hand for dreaming big, taking grand and glorious things. Tonight we're sad, one day we'll all understand. Laugh for a Million Years, which was written as a tribute to Mark Hurd after his passing. I remember Pat singing that song for the first time at Belmont College during the memorial concert, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house when he was through. I'd like to thank Pat for taking time to talk with us. And if you'd like to hear more interviews, just let me know who you'd like to catch up with from the Jesus music era, and I'll try and see if we can find out where they are. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle was recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.